There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Albie. All right. Happy hump day, am I right? I know you love when I say stuff like that. I don't mind happy hump day. You've done a lot worse. <laughs> All right, Albie. Yes. You're going to be looking. You know how we're trying to look around to see if we can see any gigs out there for Tommy in New Hampshire? Yes. That's okay for me to say, right? I think so. He was public, right? That he lost his job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, add uh, Tommy in West Newbury to that, please. Well. To that career search. Because, that's not for sure at this moment. Because, Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. I actually talked to a mole of mine in the Philadelphia office. Oh, yeah? Today, yes. Uh, and um, let me just get the article. Yes. <clears throat> and he's noticed some stuff around there. Oh, interesting. Okay. Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. Exclusive radio broadcaster Odyssey prepares to file bankruptcy within weeks. Now, this would be... The second continual, contiguous, contiguous... Bankruptcy in like three years, right? Or something? That I've been a part of. Oh, the second one you've been a part of. That yeah. I've been a part of, yes. I closed out mm-hmm. the Boston Herald and uh, and the, that bankruptcy. And now Odyssey, which owns WTIC. Odyssey reaches an agreement with senior lenders to provide... Apparently, the check bounced in October. And that's what causes... Uh, agreed. I know how you feel, Odyssey. <laughs> but yeah, with and you're gonna know how they feel even more often, Alice, when we are a single household income stream. Single income, five kids. Is that yes? What's the acronym for that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's a SIFC. Oh, is it? That's right. It's right. Oh my god. <laughs> We're about to become a SIFC household. There's got to be an <laughs> F-U-C-K-E-D uh, acronym that we can somehow use. 
So, um, so, so let me read this again. So, but I'm curious because, so like, what do you think will happen? Is like your station going to go away or will they sell it to somebody or like? Um, well, I haven't even given a chance to read this. So. Odyssey is they're pre- restructuring the bankruptcy. Right, and Odyssey like, is preparing. Still going to own it after, basically, which is. Oh, really? That's what it said. Odyssey is preparing to file bankruptcy within weeks after declining advertising revenue made the radio network unable to service its nearly two million dollar debt load. Uh, Odyssey has reached an agreement with its senior lenders for a prepackaged bankruptcy plan. The lenders will provide financing for the proceedings and are expected to own the company following the restructuring, they said. So, oh, the investors. I see. Yeah. I guess I misread it. Yeah. Odyssey's revenue has decreased while net... So these uh, these lenders are this my new like boss. This is like Bain Capital type people. Oh, yes. good. That's I good. Hope, A I hedge fund so. company. I assume. Odyssey's revenue has decreased while net losses have widened due to lower advertising spending in the radio sector. The company last year raised a doubt over its ability to continue as a growing concern. It said its current revenue forecast for 2024 indicated it will have difficulty satisfying its debt obligations. Mm-hmm. In October, Odyssey missed interest payments on its senior loans and obtained consent from its lenders to provide a grace period as it worked on restructuring. Okay. Uh, senior lenders are working with a law firm, yada, 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 it doesn't matter. And all these law firms, all these law firms. Yeah, that was uh, uh, an exciting time when you were part of the Herald one. And yeah, it was. we kept getting all kinds of stuff in the mail, like yeah. CDs of court testimony and like all kinds of stuff because we were technically, because you were an employee, you were technically a creditor um, of the Herald business that was becoming bankrupt, that was go- going through bankruptcy. So, um, it's. I think it's that thing. It. I can see cords and stuff on top of that thing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and like, so they had to. There were all kinds of like disclosures and stuff they had to send. It was like a big thing. <clears throat> yes. So, I mean, if you you got to think of it, if they're if they're working with these lenders and they can't pay mm-hmm. their debts and the ownership will go to them, that's all of the assets, and obviously they're going to liquidate the assets, right? That's what you do. Yeah, but that means sell them to people. You might sell them to people, right? And the guy I was talking to today was actually younger than me, and he mm-hmm. was optimistic that like somebody new would younger would come in independent and buy like WTIC, et cetera. What I would say, what I seen just from my own history mm-hmm. of how this happens when companies go into bankruptcy, is they um, the whackings commence. Commence, yeah. absolutely, and it doesn't matter, and it's pretty brutal, and. <clears throat> Like I have a contract. I don't think it means it. Ma- oh no, your contract is means not, anything. Like no, no, my contract means that I can't do extra stuff. You can't quit. I can't quit. But they, they can. They can quit. They can quit me. Yes. <laughs> and do I still do I not get to work on the market anymore when they quit me? No, you can work on the market. So they quit you. Yeah. So just thinking about it, like unfortunately, we do need. We don't make all our money from um from the podcast, but I would need to get a gig, like a job. Yes. So. I don't know what's out there for broadcasting jobs anymore, but my 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 the chances for me to, to work somewhere would probably be in some kind of management position in media in media, which I'm putting a gun to my head right now. PR, which, which or PR once again, put me on gun. suicide watch. <laughs> yeah, um, that's pretty much it in that world. Now, like if I. If I if I'm not doing those things, mm-hmm. 
Like, what does an Amazon driver make? Uh, I'm eligible, right? I do have a license. Yes. Yes. I'm not too fat to be an Amazon no, driver, right? I don't think so. Can, can they listen to podcasts? I have no idea how much they make. Probably. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. There's DoorDash. I've known people who do that. Got to be a DSP driver, and I've been reading this subreddit a lot. It seems that lots of y'all are able to drink, eat, listen to podcasts. Driving and music. I'm about to start driving soon, and this is the Amazon Prime Reddit. I was wondering what the best way to listen to music is during the shifts. Can you wear earbuds, or can you aux to the radio station? Also, can you use your own phone for music? Yada, yada, yada. All the vans do Bluetooth. The blue-branded Ram vans also have an auxiliary cable. I wouldn't wear earbuds because of not being able to hear on incoming cars while crossing the road. Uh... So there are lots of ways you can listen to music. Several drivers from use earbuds, so that's one. I personally don't like them. So, in other words, you can listen to. So, if you listen to music, you can, can listen, listen to, to cell stuff. phones. I mean, I'm sorry, I mean, to podcasts. Mm -hmm. So that might be like the best job I ever had, which is at Fox's Pizza in, um, in Tennessee, Clarksville, Tennessee, delivering pizzas. Back then, we had it was just my brother's little VW and bug, and it had a radio, but I was listening to Rush Limbaugh, etc. That would be highly enjoyable. You know, all I've got to do is like carry packages around. I mean, I'm sure that would that would hurt. I don't see many Amazon drivers as fat as I am. Maybe you need some training from Stephen Gloucester on how to get started with Amazon arbitrage. Oh, but like yeah, selling stuff on Amazon. Oh, sorry, you're down a little bit. Now you're both. Um, um <coughs> I, I would be absolutely fine with that. Absolutely fine. I mean, as long as I don't get mugged or like shot in the head for the packages in the back. Mm -hmm. A nice leafy suburb. Well, Tommy says he'll be your drinking buddy, and you and he oh. can start a new podcast together. Yes, needless to say, that would absolutely happen. Morgan <laughs> recommends you become a mailman. That's a nice, lazy job. Sorry, mailman think, out there. I don't think around here they're that lazy. They seem to work around here. The gig in Melrose that that guy had, that was the one I had. Oh, and our old landlord in Medford. Oh, yes. Remember he told us that you guys didn't understand that if you walk faster, they just give you more work when you get back to the post office. So you should try... Does it pay a lot? Amble around while it has what, pensions. What? <clears throat> Which of these... I'm going to be dead in two years. I don't care. <laughs> Which of these jobs pays the most? I, I would do this for... Like, how much in, in Amazon? You work eight, eight hours a day? Eight hours a day with podcasts? No I could do that all day long. I have no clue. I don't know. I don't know. But I think we're a little ahead of ourselves, are we not? I don't think we are. I think we should start looking for stuff now. Okay. Or, if you know what, you don't be good. Once again, I'm, I'm aged out, though. Nice bartender gig. Mm, yeah. I mean, who wants a bartender? They want, like, hot chicks. Yeah. Nobody wants, a, like, a, a pudger Ernest Hemingway without the <laughs> literature. I don't think. Yeah. Nobody wants an old guy at a bar. Although, I'd be a damn good bartender, I can tell you that. Well, for the patrons, not for the profitability of the bar. That goes without saying. <laughs> so, it depends. But the people who own the bar and want to make a profit are generally the people who do the hiring. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. PR would be would not last very long. It just certainly wouldn't last very long. It's not... It's. I mean, I, I understand some. I'm not a good worker at doing stuff that I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the delivering packages thing I can do, 
uh, I got to look into gigs. I've just it just hit me, t- you know, today obviously. But we should look into gigs. Would imagine I could make from these gigs like good, really good money. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. I mean, do people make really good money from gigs like that? I don't know. Uh, package delivery. The, it, we said it paid a lot. I mean, how much is a lot, though? Uh, okay, here we go. So, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Let's see. Let's try to think. What would be another gig to do if I... Obviously, we should probably be we should probably repitch everybody we pitched. On average, the hourly pay for an Amazon driver job is twenty one dollars an hour. I don't know what that math equals. That means you can roughly double. It's like forty grand a year. Forty grand a year. Okay, I'd have to steal some packages and sell them. (laughs) Or work extra hours. But we'll see. I mean, it's possible there could be radio gigs in Boston. Is it possible? What stations does Odyssey have in Boston now? Like EEI? EEI. Um, I like Magic 107, maybe? I don't know. I thought Magic was still Beasley, no? EEI FM. WMJX, that's 106.7. That's, that's no, oh, no, they had to reshuffle those. Oh, okay. they, yeah. And WVEI, that's the Worcester EEI, I think. Um, two more rows. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, no, none of those would pay anything. WTIC. There I am. That's the former station. And unfortunately, and unfortunately, I could never and get into RKO. Is iHeart right? Yeah, yeah. I would rather not do. Well, it doesn't matter. I wouldn't have a choice. I'd do well in RKO. There's no doubt about that. People would really like me on RKO, and I'd be a good fit. Mm-hmm. For and like, people would remember you still from... From even the Herald, maybe, and... To, and, and from... Even from Michael Graham days. Yeah, yeah. The type of people who listen to RKO would remember you from that. Yeah. And I know, like, I'm the, the, the history and heritage of the station, but I think there are some people there who probably wouldn't want me there for whatever reason. And people get very... There's only a few slots around, and people get very possessive mm-hmm. about people coming in from the outside. Or you know, also I could could be another Connecticut station, like that station that Gary Byron's on. Probably DRC. Yeah, I mean they would. I think they would like me a lot. But that probably pays even less than you make now. I don't know. I don't know. It matters incentives. He's he does he reads a thousand ads. So who knows? Mm-hmm. But they have like a third of the listenership. Well, I mean, I don't care if the, I mean, the, the, the it pays. I get it, but yeah. But how yeah. do they make money if they're not if they don't have any listeners. Yeah, I don't know, but we'll see. If anybody knows of uh, any gigs for me and Tommy, the Tommies, mm-hmm. let us know. Uh, because yeah, we're gonna need to. I'm gonna be need, need to work like four different jobs immediately because we cannot get take that hit. Yeah, no, we can't. No, unemployment will not be enough to. Yeah. Pay the bills around here. Uh, okay, so do we get to Claudine Gay, Alice? Yeah, we barely she just got demoted. We so she's to, only earning nine hundred thousand now, still, which is ridiculous. Yeah, she gets to keep her president's salary and just go back to being a teacher. So she gets to make nine hundred grand a year. Still a teach. DEI person. Still an Israel hater. Still, still a plagiarist. A plagiarist. Right. Yep. Amazing. Unfortunately for um, the Harvard payroll, she's also still black and a woman. So mm-hmm. that is what counts in this. 
game. Um, in this, but in- yeah, but they're all you know. All the usual suspects are saying that it's um, you know racism is why she was made to leave. But and- but really, racism is why she was given the job because she's not qualified. She doesn't have enough content out in the world. Her written works are tiny, minimal. And then the one, whatever one there is, she's never written a book. Whichever one there is, uh, they all seem to be plagiarized, including her dissertation. Right. So this is all rubbish. She's a grifter. That's it. Right. And if you look up the examples of the plagiarism, it's like really bad plagiarism. It's like whole paragraphs of explaining how things work. I mean, just with like two words changed in the whole paragraph. You know, it'll she'll change like causes to is a cause of or something and it's like the whole thing is all lifted direct from other people's work it's really crazy that it was allowed to stand and so now the line on the left is that this is all because of racism and that if you start looking at anybody's work it's not going to hold up a bunch of people have now said that like oh well if you if you applied the same level of scrutiny to thomas soul's work he wouldn't hold up either go right ahead bs which you know, and um, who's the other guy? Oh, um, Shelby Steele. Shelby Steele, right. His son was saying, people have been saying that about him, too. And he was like, so be my guest. So go find the examples of plagiarism right. in his work and try and take him down. Good luck. Have a nice day. Like, it's so crazy because they're just, like, so full of it. And they're all freaking out. It's really weird. And... um and so the AP published a story, including like video from her supporters. Did you see any of the video that no. AP had in their story of like people who think that she should stay? This is so fantastic. And they've already changed a bunch of it. So like starting right like with the first paragraph, they stealth edited that early on. The first paragraph used to say this. The downfall of Harvard's president has elevated the threat of unearthing plagiarism, a cardinal sin in academia, as a possible new weapon in conservative attacks (laughs) on higher education. That was changed to American higher education has long viewed plagiarism as a cardinal sin. Accusations of academic dishonesty have ruined the careers of faculty and undergraduates alike. And then it said earlier this morning, it said Claudine's gay resignation Tuesday followed weeks of mounting accusations that she lifted language from other scholars in her doctoral dissertation and journal articles. The allegations surfaced amid backlash over her congressional testimony about anti-Semitism on campus. And they changed that to the latest target is Harvard President Claudine Gay, who resigned Tuesday. In her case, the outrage came not from her academic peers, but from her political foes, led by conservatives who put her career under intense scrutiny. So, plagiarism is not that plagiarism if it's unearthed by conservatives. Right. Right. It's, you know, it doesn't count then if it's unearthed by your political enemies. But Read the, the best, best one. part yes. of this entire article is um, as you scroll down through the article, they were very upset because Chris Rufo had essentially been like bragging about doing this whole thing yep. about causing it from when he started doing it he's like we're gonna take this person down and explain what they were gonna do and they found all the plagiarism and publicized it christopher rufo a conservative activist wrote the ap earlier this morning who helped orchestrate the effort celebrated her departure as a win in his campaign against elite institutions of higher education on x formerly twitter he wrote scalped as if gay was a trophy of violence invoking <laughs> a gruesome practice taken up by white colonists who sought to eradicate native americans fantastic <laughs> so of course scalping did not originate as a white colonial practice but 
Um, they did make a slight edit later on that day. On X, formerly Twitter, he wrote scalped as if gay was a trophy of violence, invoking a gruesome practice taken up by white colonists who sought to eradicate Native Americans and also used by some tribes against their enemies. They, imagine having to make a clunky run-on sentence like mm-hmm. that just because you have to add it on. You know, the author probably was the editors like they hated having to do it. <clears throat> but you know what? <clears throat> Academia is corrupt. It's unethical. All these studies and papers that are written, I would five out of six of these things are absolute bunk BS. Oh, yes. And, you know, it's come up, it's ginned up in academia. It's laundered, um, you know, in their publications and then laundered through a legit news to be a thing. It's absolute BS. And as academia, as corrupt as it is, so is media. And you're seeing that with the AP. Yeah. The AP, this stuff gets distributed all around the world. This article you just read about Mm -hmm. scalping is all around the world. Oh, yeah. Newspapers like ones we've talked about that have gone bankrupt since they fired all their reporters, they just publish stuff like that whole cloth right out of the AP. It fills up most of the paper because they have nobody to report on anything. Well, right. And this is pure uh, propaganda that you just read. So they're. Equally as corrupt, they're unethical, they're mm-hmm. activists as well. The AP is activists, being- and just like Harvard are activists. So you look at Harvard and you say, wow, Harvard Square, Harvard Yard with the ivy brick walls and old rustic buildings from 300 years ago. What an esteemed place. No, it's a hellhole activism uh, center now, and so is the AP. They don't hold any esteem for any of these places anymore. They have been ruined. The ones that actually weren't already ruined from their inception these places have been absolutely ruined. They oh, are yeah. dumps. The AP used to be kind of a useful source. And, you know, I you know that the people working there are ideological, but not like to this extent where that's just a blatant misrepresentation of reality. In fact, it's a representation of the opposite of reality. Right. You're saying that scalping was a tool of colonial violence. That's literally the exact opposite of what is true. Of course, it's, it's an opposite. incredibly bold strategy to just say the opposite of things. To cast next, they're Rufo come as, in and say, as, next they're going to come in and say Hernan Cortez was known for his human sacrifices that he did or something. It's a freaking wild thing to well, So what they try to do is weave into the story a hate crime. Right. Rufo being the person who scalped her. That's violence. Mm-hmm. You see what's happening here? And of course, now you've got all these these usual activists saying, well, this is nothing but racism. Look closely. If you look at, this is the white voices that have been trying to silence. All these people, like dummies like Ibram X. Kendi and mm-hmm. Mark Lamont Hill, etc. All of these people walking right past what is the what the problem is. And the problem is that she's a fraud. But- That's the problem. And maybe it's time to stop celebrating frauds and drug addicts and bad people. Maybe we should stop doing that. Because that's all the Claudine Gay is. She's just a grifter. Mm-hmm. And she was a fraud to begin with, and she's a fraud now. And this is, I'm all for this. Yes, she got, her fraud was exposed by a right-wing conservative. Nonetheless, she was a fraud. She, she, never, she never garnered the respect she did, the living that she did. The mm-hmm. fact she's getting $900,000 is a fraudster. Yeah, that's a dude incredible. outside of Fenway Park trying to sell me Coke and socks tickets is more reminded, honorable than that. I'm reminded a little bit of the you had on like one of those Jonah Goldberg um, podcasts, I think yep. it was, and he was talking about how the right and the left both have these grifters in them, mm-hmm. but um, they're really 
they're treated really differently in their respective movements because, I mean, like, there are grifters in the right-wing movement, obviously, especially because there are such low barriers to entry on the right-wing influencer movement. But um, the thing with the left-wing grifters is that left-wingers control all these institutions that are supposed to have legitimacy. So once people infiltrate, once these frauds infiltrate these respected institutions, it's very, very difficult for the left to accept that there are frauds and that the whole institutions are corrupt. When you have yes. places like the AP, like Harvard, <clears throat> like the New York Times that we were talking about that published this whole thing about this mom talking about her daughter that she's calling Potato. and Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How yes. she is so scared of uh, Bolsonaro's deforestation of the rainforest. Yes. I mean, like, insane stuff. And he was pointing out that, like, the right has a very easy time, like, pointing out these left-wing frauds. Or take even somebody like Avenatti that CNN elevated yeah. and treated like a serious person. And the world is full of frauds and liars, right? And... They'll get anywhere they can, and the left is particularly susceptible to frauds and liars who come cloaked in this academic language. Yes. It's really an issue for them because people on the right do see through it. <laughs> people on the left see through a lot of the fraudsters on the right that some right-wing people fall for. You know, some of these people well, are Oh, sure. No doubt about that. And, and whatever. No um, but there's also... but. Because the ones on the left are come with degrees from good institutions and all this stuff, and that problem is only getting worse, particularly when it comes to DEI people, and particularly in the social sciences. Oh, totally. There's a huge problem in social science. Actually, in science in general, there's somewhat of a replicability crisis where they can't get studies to replicate. But social sciences in particular have really, really a, a huge crisis where... A lot of what they think they know just isn't true. Like you can't get repeatable results from a lot of social science right. studies. And these fields were always sort of bunk and people are going to start to find it out. I mean, like I think as the left is like, oh, you should apply this scrutiny to other people's careers. I think they should start applying this level of scrutiny to other people's careers, oh, yeah. to other people's studies. I think you're going to find, in particular in the social sciences, I think you're going to find a lot of just whole cloth invented data. I think you're going to find a lot of lies. Oh, totally. I think you're going to find a lot of like statistical misrepresentations of what different studies mean that they do, which you, I mean, you always find that anyway. But 
there's really a bad problem with the seriousness of academia right now. And, you know, exacerbated by DEI and some of these left wing ideologies. But in general, with academics and and they have a bad problem and more scrutiny should be applied to it because a lot of it is garbage oh totally the abram x candy stuff all his whole grift racism is when the racism act make racism is racism racism all he does is repeat the word candy actually took this ap article tweeted it out today and then wrote this is journalism this specifically we could see because of the rewrites <laughs> was not journalism. Right. And this wasn't they didn't rewrite these things and like issue a correction like a previous no. version of this article stated that colonists were the only yes. ones who did scalping. Um they just stealth edited where it you know earlier in the morning the article said one thing and then later in the day it said something totally different. Right. This is journalism he says to the stuff that's not journalism. It's <laughs> a defensive iron dome for Claudine Gay. Getting closer to what truly happened and why. The plagiarism, no, the person who got closer to what truly happened is Chris Rufo. Right. The plagiarism allegations came not from her, he quotes it, not from academic fears, but political foes led by conservatives who sought to oust gay and put her under career intense scrutiny in hopes of finding a fatal flaw, he writes. So in other words, and he's screaming racism. You know what that is from him? Mm -hmm. That's a warning to Boston University. Right. Don't you start looking close at my stuff. And when Rufo starts looking at my stuff, and you know damn well, Alice, He's going to. Oh yeah. He's telling them, BU, that no, this is this is not journalism by Rufo. This is a racist, this is a racist manhunt based mm-hmm. on centuries of hunting down blacks and this is and don't you dare be you, don't you dare do it. But I guarantee you, even though Kendi's stuff is singularly uh idiotic, so it might be more original because he's allowed to get away with so much it makes no sense. Oh, he's actually dumb it's like a total emperor has new clothes well, thing where you're not allowed to notice that he's actually just a moron yes and in his and of course the, the thing he twitted morgan tweeted, feels we should be calling him henry rogers which is yeah it's a real name you're right yeah the here's the thing is that is that he's, Tommy wants to know if he got in trouble for spending the millions of unaccounted for dollars with his anti-racism Doesn't seem project. like he did. No, I don't think he I got in any trouble. Although, uh, there might be more people taking a look at that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, the, he, the, the, the AP article that Kendi put out there is full of community notes, of course. Right. And, so, and Morgan points out, too, this is why AI is not going to be sufficient because it's getting the information from the internet, which is so censored and they're trying to take stuff down and remove people. Somebody posted a great tweet today showing the Google search results. Um, if you Google uh, JFK death penalty and like the top result that it recommends and gives its little, you know how it gives you the little like summary um, of the results. Like it gives you the information on it. Mm hmm. Um, the first result, if you Google like JFK death penalty, is like some student's essay and not a very old student, like a kid. So what does it that says mean? Stuff like so. Google JFK death penalty. I did as a Google Doc. Right. So this is like someone's homework. Oh. It starts off with JFK was an interesting man. He made a lot of decisions and made a lot of stances in his time on this planet. <laughs> One piece of information that talks about his view on the death penalty. One piece of information that supports it is JFK signed into law, blah, 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 abolishing the mandatory death penalty for first-degree murder in the District of Columbia, the only remaining jurisdiction. Another example is Kennedy commuted a death sentence imposed by a military court on Seaman Jimmy Henderson on February 12, 1962, changing the penalty to life in prison, which is still not great, but is better than death. 
Right, the middle school. This is the top Google search result for JFK and death penalty. So there's a really big with like AI and the internet, as Morgan is saying here, there's a really big like garbage in, garbage out problem. Where if you're feeding all this junk into the algorithm that's unserious, non-academic stuff, then, you know, what Google's going to spit back at you is also going to be garbage. Because there's nothing, like, where's the real, like, how do you find the real information? It's not searching, like, LexisNexis or something. I mean, or there was the example the other day. Um, Whose case was it? Somebody big had just had a case and um, cited all the fake cases made up by ChatGPT in their case. Um, wow. big recently. Who's an attorney? Who's a big, who's, no, who's an attorney who's in legal trouble right now? Oh, Cohen, Michael Cohen? No. Uh, an attorney who's in legal trouble. Gloria Allred? No, it's a man. Um, but anyway, he looked for it and cited them, and he didn't realize that ChatGPT can make up information, <coughs> so he didn't check. And then his lawyers didn't check, and it still got filed. Wow. Um, there, But yeah, there's a really big problem with stuff being cited. Um, do attorney, where's the one? Ugh. Yeah, there's a bunch. What lawyer got in trouble recently for it? Somebody got in trouble recently for it. I can't find it right now. But yeah, there there are more and more cases of lawyers filing briefs that cite imaginary cases that ChatGPT came up with. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. So because, I mean, you can... You can do that and just check because it will put a lot of real stuff and sometimes it will sort of do the legal arguments, but it's the same as like the programmers writing code with it. Like it can do sort of the outline, but you have to check. Yeah. It's not legit. There there are issues with just letting it go off on its own. Anyway, yeah, there's... um. No, Michael Cohen is coming up for this. Is it Michael Cohen that was the person recently? Uh, was after was admitted to using ChatGPT to help write court filings that cited six non-existent cases. Yeah, this was last week. Yeah, it was Michael Cohen. He thought it was just a supercharged search engine. He's not a practicing attorney, but he gave it to his attorneys and they didn't check them. Oh, so yeah, it was an issue. But yeah, I mean, like. I do think it's incredible. Morgan saying the LLMs, that's the large language models are effed. Yeah, they're, it, it's not good. And with a bunch of garbage information out there, we've talked before, too, about some of like the copyright issues of people writing books with AI. Yes. And like putting them up on Amazon, like write a book right. in the style of whoever, and then they put a thing on it. And like you don't own your name. So, like, I could write a book that was, like, how to get into radio by Tom Shattuck and have an AI write it and throw it up on Amazon. And, like, you couldn't do anything about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it w- it's an issue. And it's an issue. I saw somebody on... Um, uh, somebody had a Twitter thread, too, like, that they got for Christmas a book of something. It was, like, it wasn't how to care for a cat, but maybe it was, like, how to care for fish or something. They, okay. It was, like, some pet that they got, and it was, like, how to care for it, and it was a garbage one that had been written by an AI that they ordered off Amazon, the book. So it wasn't real, and it had bad information in it. Well, there's got to be a way to coach the AI to do... 
to do something. Like, for instance... Well, somebody has to check who knows what they're doing. Because all an AI right. is, is it's like a probability engine, right? Is it saying, right. like, this sentence has a high probability of looking like a legit sentence to a human being? Yeah. But, but for instance, um, we talked yesterday about me trying to go to college now, Alice. But mm -hmm. I would probably have to... Uh, since I'm going to be out of work, I'm going to need to get a degree. So I need probably need to have to write a... Don't you have to write an essay? Uh, yeah, usually. So how do I write an essay using AI? You just log into ChatGPT and ask it to write it for you. Well, that's fine. And, and then it can take stuff from my real life, but just embellish. Mm -hmm. Or you can tell it like what to write about. Yeah. Write about my time delivering pizzas in Tennessee. Yeah, and my time with Antifa, my time... Mm -hmm. um, making posters for um, Hamas. I assume this is what the colleges want from me. Yeah. Am I, obviously, my time now being... Oh, yeah. Well, you remember the guy who got into college because he just wrote Black Lives Matter 700 times. Fantastic. Of what essay. a time for... What a time that was. It's a real, Congratulations on 2020, America. Jesus. Speaking of that, this is what I'm going to say. I, I've already got my oral report done. Mm -hmm. This is a dude on TikTok, TikTok named Cody, and this is the oral report I'm using for my application. I think I'm going to okay. go to Amherst College, Alice, a good progressive place. Good. And this is my oral report. Hi there. I'm Cody. Pronouns E-M, er, ers, or Z-Zem, zers, or really any neo pronouns that aren't Z, her, her. I am a white, transmasculine, femme, non-binary, temporarily me. mostly able-bodied, neurodivergent, obsessive, compulsive, chronically ill, culturally Jewish, unitarian universalist, non-monogamous, demi-low-romantic, gray demi-bisexual, survivor of acute and complex trauma, millennial, and cat parent in mental health recovery. My identities are fluid and ever-changing and don't like boundaries. Just switch millennial with uh, Gen X, and I'm mm -hmm. done. Yep. I'm all those things. A very interesting person, and bring me in as an identity hire, mm -hmm. and I will be a new college freshman. Good. That's what I'm doing, Alice. But AI is going to have to write my college essay. So just using those words. Mm -hmm. AI, put together something. Maybe you, you can uh, use AI to get your Substack started back up. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. Just have it puke out something. Every <laughs> Write something thoughtful on the minimum wage hikes. One more piece of audio, too, I want. <clears throat> Alice, I am so looking forward mm -hmm. to You know how I, I love the new, all the new Star Warses and I wait in line to see them? Mm-hmm. Well, the new one, this is fantastic. The new Star Wars is um, is directed by this woman. I think she's from Pakistan. Mm -hmm. And she was on, she was interviewed by John Stewart. Listen to this. This is going to be, I can tell, I, just by the way this director, this lady is talking, this is going to be a great movie. What is the balance of activating a force for change, but also trying to permeate that patriarchy, that power structure. And you ever hear a stupid person trying to smart, trying to sound smart and articulate? John Stewart is so that person. He's mm -hmm. such a like D-level, crappy New York comic who tries to, who is surrounded by people who made him think feel like a big thinker. He's not. In fairness, compared to other people that are on Comedy Central and places like that, he, like. SNL type people and stuff, he probably is a pretty deep thinker. And is that a part of the calculation of your art Get ready. as well? And, and what's been the reaction to that? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I like to make men uncomfortable. I enjoy <laughs> making men uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> not you, just, just not, you not know, you. Not not you. Point taken, point taken. <laughs> but, um, you know, it is important to be able to look into the eyes of a man and say, I am here and recognize that. And recognize that I am working to bring something that makes you uncomfortable and it should make you uncomfortable because you need to change your attitude. And it's only when you're uncomfortable, when you're shifty, when you have to have difficult conversations that you will perhaps look at yourself in the mirror and not like the reflection. So that, I think that should be the trailer. For the new Star <laughs> yeah. Wars, that I mean, is, why not? All of it, the work is done right there. I am looking forward to. I think this does is a, Disney like not like making money. I, this movie is going to nail it. Absolutely, <laughs> she is the right person for the job. She certainly is. That's that's a great thinking. I want to get a. I want a crappy Star Wars movie like all the new ones are anyway, and I want to get um, lectured by some broad about something I did that I'm in trouble for using the galaxy. <laughs> And um, in stormtroopers to make a point that somehow the Jedi privilege is bad, and they oh god, the least fun people on the earth are these progressives. The least freaking fun. Yeah, and like the most bigoted too. I think I sent you a screenshot earlier today. I was on Instagram and um, King Arthur baking. We know them. Are they a- in um, Malden? Uh, I don't know where their corporate offices are. They like make King Arthur flour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were in Mar- okay. Malden. Well, I don't know. Um, but no, they- oh, sorry. Oh, wait. there's a King Arthur baking company in Norwich, Vermont. Oh, no, but that's not the one. I don't think. Is it not? Flour. I'm gonna put in Malden because I think I've seen them, hmm. or I'm totally Malden, Mass. Let's see what, what happens. Um, visit us, King Arthur Bacon. Are they in Malden? Oh, missing is Malden. I was an original home in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, are they? So they're original. 1929. Where are you, King Arthur Bacon? Visit us, King Arthur Bacon. Let me see. Oh, they're in Norwich, Vermont. Huh. Morgan, we're going to King Arthur Bacon. Well, hang on a minute. They might not want you. What do you mean? Um, so they're uh, holding an event where you can um, oh, hold on, pitch Alice. your company. Alice, before to... you even go further. Uh-huh. All that you need to know is it says, visit us. Our flagship campus is in Vermont. Mm. Campus. Ooh. How elite, beautiful person is that? Go ahead. Well, there's an event we're going to. Me and Morgan are going to so sign up for this. It's um, brought to us by um, Project Potluck and King Arthur Baking. Yeah. Um, they are promoting Baking Pitch Fest 2024. Half awesome. Mentorship, half competition. Baking Pitch Fest is an accelerator program designed to foster creativity in the baking world. S- sounds good so far. Um, for entrepreneurs, winners receive financial support, brand exposure, and mentorship tools to help accelerate their baking businesses. Nice. Um. But unfortunately, it's only to foster greater inclusivity and creativity in the baking world what? by providing equitable opportunities for people of color, oh. entrepreneurs. Have Morgan and I been disinvited? Morgan and you have been disinvited. People oh. of color is defined as Asian or Pacific Islander, black or African American, Hispanic or Latinx, 
Indigenous or Native American, Middle Eastern or North African. Oh, I think I'm out. So, yeah, Morgan you are could, not, in fact, eligible to Morgan win this Morgan could possibly pass for Latinx. Possibly. You think so? Yeah. That stinks. We're out of... Hmm. Yeah, I mean, is this even legal, this stuff? I don't think so. I mean, how... <clears throat> How is it okay the that they have a contest has, that's just for... Alice, the baking company's going to make us feel uncomfortable. Okay? That's what they're <laughs> uh, doing. So... Just be a baking company. For freaking sake. Uh, by the way, it's not held in Vermont, is it? Because I get the feeling attendance might be a little sparse if the black-only uh, baking convention is in Vermont. It's... I think right now it's eligible. Like, you can be... Eligibility requirements. I think you have to live in... Uh, Washington State, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New York, Vermont, or Maine. <sighs> you are out of luck. That stinks. Alice, speaking of food, what is the hot sauce? That is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. They bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline where you can leave a message for the show. Mm-hmm. I bet you Steve will be back soon. You think? It's not sounding, yeah, it's sounding like uh, he's, he's being defenestrated. Mm. A word Alice taught me. Um, here we go. Who <clears throat> I saw that um, Aaron Rodgers, Jets quarterback. Yep, uh, was uh, on uh, the McAfee show, ESPN, and uh, he said <laughs> he said that uh, Jimmy Kimmel was probably on Epstein Island. <clears throat> Would that shock me if that's true? No. It wouldn't shock me if half of Hollywood, most of Hollywood, was on that island. It wouldn't shock me if most of our political apparatus. I don't. Uh, is it is it that popular to like want to sleep with captive children? Is it <laughs> for rich people? Maybe. So they're out of just normal consenting people, like not even eighteen years old. That doesn't do anymore. I don't think so. What about, didn't they used to go on safaris, rich eccentric people? I guess so. Now it's just like pedo safaris. This was on that island. Rich and powerful people. Yeah, I'm not shocked by it. <laughs> Nothing surprises me nowadays. <laughs> we are living idiocracy. <laughs> oh, the chickens have come to roost. Uh, I don't know, man. It is interesting. Do you think he killed himself? Um, I don't think he killed himself. I don't either. I mean, it seems a little odd. Yeah, it seems like he didn't kill himself. <laughs> it seems like he was murdered. So, uh, Toys is on, and there's a lot of questions about this film. Toys. 92, with uh, Robin Williams in it. Uh, there's a lot of people in it. Jamie Foxx, Yearly Smith, uh, Robin Wright, um, mm-hmm. Joan Cusack. Uh, Michael Gambon, uh, LL Cool J. Okay, I've named quite a few. Very 1992. Um, there's uh, Michael Gambon's the villain, but his son is played by LL Cool J, which right. makes me wonder: was he adopted? What's going on there? I don't know. Anyway, LL got the part. Yeah, your thoughts. Also, I I also watched last night uh, License to Drive. Never seen it. Oh God, pretty that's funny. With Corey. Pretty funny. That's not funny. Uncle Phil was in it. Made me laugh. Yeah, no, that's with Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. That is not the, the movie haunted me. They haunted me. The fact so, that they were ever celebrated in Hollywood is, is horrific to me. The girl who played Mercedes in that is was hot as hell. But this is thirty five years ago. I'm no, I don't never watch Corey Feldman. Hey guys, hey. Uh, 
I'm just wondering if I was the only one that see, saw the irony and Alice kind of going on and on about not wanting to give her ID, only to be immediately followed up by a phone call in which you announce the person's full name on the new 978 line. A uh, little, little <laughs> ironic that uh, you're identifying your callers, mm-hmm. but Alice doesn't want to be identified at the liquor store. Well, thanks for all you do. Enjoy the show. Thank you so much. The difference is that Alice is just being a Lexington W Town yacht bunny <laughs> who wants to think that everybody's hitting on her. Because why wouldn't everybody hit on her everywhere she goes? So she's essentially this town's Jesse Smollett. Oh my goodness, he looked at me. He hit on me. I can't go there anymore. They'll look at me. They'll hit on me. <laughs> Listen, immigrant at the cash- <laughs> cashier no. station, I don't want you looking at my blonde picture. You people don't rate. End quote. <laughs> it's not that here. Uh, thank you for listening, though. Um, if you want to join us for our live streams and stuff, you can do that at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. Thank you to all of you who do support us on the Patreon, especially since Tom's about to be out of work. But, yes. of course, we do make the show available for free. That's at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's links to different places to listen, all the different podcast apps you like, plus there's video versions of the show at um, YouTube and rumble.com. C'est la vie Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.